It's time now to talk cloud stocks. We even had some breaking news over the last 24 hours. Let's find out what our panel thinks and get some stock picks too. Jason Ware, partner, CIO, Albion Financial Group, and Tom Hayes, chairman, managing member, Great Hill Capital. Thank you both for being with us. Uh, Tom, I'll start with you as we look at what went on with Fastly and this glitch, countless news Government sites disrupted for at least an hour yesterday. This was widespread failure around the globe. Yeah. Well, I, I think, Nicole, uh, what you saw is Fastly turned out to be slowly uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, they're an edge cloud provider, which means they place infrastructure closer to the location that it's needed for faster response time. They balance traffic load. They prevent bottlenecks through using different nodes, et cetera. But something in their programming failed in the last 24 hours. They got it back online very, very quickly. The stock's up now over 7%. Uh, but when you have a stock like this, it's a very high multiple stock trading at 15 times sales in that neighborhood. There's no margin for error. Uh, the stock's been down with the entire tech group over the last handful of months on inflation fears. Uh, with you know rising rates we saw early in the year with the 10-year yield go from 100 basis points to 175 basis points. The long duration promise of future earnings took this group down. And I think this group is now at the point where we can start nibbling because you're seeing a number of these, these high growth stocks down 30, 40, 50%. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you want to talk about a few of those. Yeah, without a doubt. And we have Jason Ware with us also. As I talk about Fastly, I'm looking at a three-year chart. Of course, Fastly got hit as soon as we started to talk about the tick. Remember, they had the TikTok as part of their, their platform, and then that was out, and there was concerns there. This was at one point 136 bucks. It's trading now at $54. Um, what goes on with Fastly, and is it okay that they have a glitch and disruption but quickly fix it? Yeah, look, you know, we have occasional outages on the electricity grid 140 years after the invention of the light bulb. And, you know, we don't get all alarmist when that happens. So I think, you know, it's okay to have outages, you know, on the internet. The internet is still a new space, it's still growing rapidly. Um, the amount of data that is being uh, consumed on the internet and it, indeed video and higher bandwidth data. Uh, is growing uh, exponentially. So these companies need to continue to invest into their infrastructure, uh, into their networks to provide these services. And occasionally we're going to get these outages. It's not that today, yesterday was not the only time this has happened. It's going to happen again. It just underscores the importance of the capital required to maintain these networks. I don't think it's something we should get uh, up in arms about. It's something we should expect. And again, um, you know, this is not unique to just the internet. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we have to get used to that in the kind of world we're in, but it's hard to get used to that. Just like a blackout is hard to get used to. Right. You know, I've, I've lived through blackouts here in New York City. I guess it's part of life living in this, you know, way that we do, right? Tell me more, Tom, about some of the other names that are on your focus list. I know you were watching Alibaba and Splunk. Are these names you like? Yeah, no question about it, Nicole. Uh, Alibaba is very interesting. It's traded at an average of 28 times uh, earnings multiple since it went public. It's now trading at 18 times next year's earnings. And what's interesting here in June of 2021, you can buy this stock for the exact same price as June of 2018. What's the difference? Well, revenue per share, 
cash flow per share and earnings per share have all doubled. So why is it down? Well, you've had the government interference and the fines, uh, which is largely behind us. They've paid $2.8 billion to the Chinese government. You've had the delay of the Ant Financial IPO valued at $300 billion. They own a third of that. Now the government just approved Ant Financial to move, move ahead with some of their businesses. The IPO should get pushed through towards the end of the year. That'll create $100 billion for BABA. And then the growth of their cloud service uh, relative to AWS is accelerating so quickly. Within three to five years, they could be in that ballpark as AWS. That, that's very promising. And then finally, Charlie Munger just, uh, just bought it for his daily journal. It's now 20% of his portfolio, one of his biggest positions they bought in Q1. So there's tremendous amount of value here. And I think as, uh, as we move forward, that's going to start to be realized. The other thing, Nicole, is the seasonality for tech. Generally, for the last 20 years on average, the first six months of the year, it tends to be sideways to flat. And then it inflects in June, July, the summer months to finish out the year very strongly. So I think some of these names are going to really, really grow, like Splunk, which you mentioned. It's down 50% yeah. off its uh, 2020 highs. And uh, this is a fast-growing cloud company. They did beat on top, top line and guidance. They missed on the bottom line. But those costs, the CEO came out and said, the reason our costs were so high is because we sold much more than we expected and the commission costs were higher than expected. So we like Splunk here for new money as well. Their cloud-based annual recurring revenues yeah. are up 80, 83% in this most uh, recent reporting. Right, and Jason, I know you've been watching Amazon Web Services, Microsoft's Azure. Um, obviously, some really big names to watch, and you'll tell us why you're looking at those, whether you like them. At the same time, the pandemic was one behavior. Now we have the reopening and how it could change how we look at cloud stocks. I mean, what's your final takeaway, Jason? Yeah, so we have owned those three major cloud names for clients for many, many years, and we actually bought them prior to them becoming the established leaders in cloud. Um, uh, but we continue to like the cloud businesses. We think that there's a lot of long run opportunity within the cloud. We're probably in the third inning as far as growth and adoption of the cloud is concerned. It's about a $300 billion market today. It'll probably be north of a trillion in annual revenue for the total cloud market by 2026. So a five years growing in a upper teens compounded annual growth rate to us demonstrates a lot of opportunity. AWS continues to be the established leader with the most scale. And if you look at Amazon's overall business, of course, they also have that little e-commerce business going for them and are getting into digital advertising and getting into healthcare, as you noted in your last segment, in a more meaningful way. This is a company that has the free cash flow and the balance sheet to continue to invest ahead of competitors, making them the established leader for years to come. Meanwhile, Microsoft has a great little enterprise Quickly. productivity business. Yep, and Azure, Google has a burgeoning cloud business under Thomas Curian that we're really excited about. So stick with those names. Great core businesses with a cloud kicker to boot over the next decade. Yeah, and Fastly, as we were talking about, is up 15% this week. Thank you, everyone. Jason and Tom, thank you. Jason Ware, Albion Financial Group, Tom Hayes, Great Hill Capital. Great conversation. Thanks, thank Nicole. you both.